well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Appreciate you being with us on the program today as we uh, head into the weekend. Getting ready to uh, hang out with John Petrolino and uh, Charlie Cook from Riding with Charlie this weekend. Hopefully we'll have uh, more to talk about in that regards on Monday's program. But uh, today we're going to be talking about a self-defense story out of Chicago, Illinois, specifically the media coverage or the lack thereof. Uh, surrounding this self-defense story. We'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do, you know, Biden's America simply crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch me next time you go to the grocery store. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So, you know, every day on this program, we do an armed citizen story. We cover a defensive gun use from somewhere in the country, which means that I end up looking at a lot of defensive gun uses around the country before I figure out, okay, which one do we want to talk about today? So this week, we've seen two self-defense stories um, out of Chicago. Illinois. And I ran across a third one, um, although there wasn't much reporting to it. This is all that CBS News in Chicago had to say. Concealed carry license holder shoots woman approaching his house in Lincoln Park. One person injured in a shooting in Lincoln Park. This is the story. Chicago police had a man with a concealed carry license fired at a woman as she approached his house near Clyburn and Webster around 1030 in the evening. The woman was shot twice in the wrist and in the chest and was taken to Masonic Hospital where she's expected to recover from her physical injuries. A gun was recovered at the scene. It is not clear if charges are filed. Now, based on that story, kind of had to wonder if this was self-defense at all, right? I mean, you don't, you're not legally justified in shooting somebody just because they're approaching your home. You have to believe that you had a reasonable fear of death or great bodily injury. Your life was threatened or the life of somebody in that home was threatened. So, I was a little curious about this, started doing some more digging, and I did find more information, not from any of the legacy media in Chicago, but from the website CWB Chicago, which is a fantastic resource uh, covering crime in the Windy City. And they actually had a lot of information. Let's start with the headline. Homeowner shoots rooftop burglar in Lincoln Park. Yeah, so the woman approaching the home was apparently on the roof of that home. According to CWB Chicago, a Lincoln Park resident shot and critically injured a burglar who tried to break into their home from the roof on Thursday night, Chicago police said. It's at least the second time this week that would-be crime victims have shot suspected offenders on the north side. There was, again, another uh, self-defense shooting in Chicago this week, but not on the north side of the city. Police initially called the 2200 block of North Clyburn and Jansen to handle reports of a suspicious person on rooftops around 1028 p.m., 
But no Chicago Police Department units were assigned for nearly 20 minutes, even though one homeowner called 911 three different times to report the situation according to dispatch records. So, again, already the difference in the level of reporting from the legacy media versus the independent media, I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. CBS News had access, CBS News in Chicago, had access to all of the same information, but yet they didn't have it. Uh, the uh, ABC affiliate in Chicago, ABC7, Chicago shooting concealed carry holder shoots female suspect breaking into Lincoln Park home. Uh, the intruder was breaking, attempting to break into a residence at about 10.28 p.m. or about 10.38 p.m., police said. Concealed carry license holder shot at her and prevented her from entering the residence, police said. Um, still not nearly the amount of detail that uh, CWB Chicago reported. They reported that around 11 o'clock, just a couple of minutes after the call was finally assigned, 911 callers reported shots fired and a person shot on the block. Cops, they say, arrived to find a woman shot on the roof of a home, according to a Chicago Police Department media statement. So again, the Chicago police put out this information that CBS News in Chicago, I, I, I guess, just disregarded, felt it was unimportant, and again, left the impression that this woman was shot as she was walking up towards this house, as opposed to trying to break in from the roof. Um. Officers at the scene, according to CWB Chicago, said it appeared that the woman entered the property through a nearby construction site and used rope to get up onto the roof. Cops found a bag containing hypodermic needles and possible heroin at the scene. CWB Chicago reports that uh, the burglar is the seventh person shot in Lincoln Park this year. Five of those victims shot during a single incident near the uh, Lincoln Park Zoo last month. Uh, And then they get into uh, some of the previous incidents. That took place earlier this year. But so much more information, again, coming from the independent website than the legacy media. And this really is concerning because, you know, the vast majority of defensive gun uses in this country never get reported at all. Right. The the, the trigger isn't pulled. In some cases, the police report isn't even filed. But the media doesn't cover those stories. And to be fair, again, a lot of them may not ever show up on the media's radar. But when you have a case like this, and again, we've seen some really compelling armed citizen stories just over the past few months that the media has downplayed. There was that situation in Las Vegas uh, just, uh, what, about two weeks ago, right? Where an armed citizen stopped an active shooting incident at a condo. And not only did the local media downplay the armed citizen aspect of that uh, incident, apparently Las Vegas police kind of did as well. Uh, It wasn't until I think Fox News earlier this week uh, managed to get some information that we learned that the armed citizen in question worked there at the building, uh, did work a security job, but wasn't working security that day, had his personal firearm on him uh, when he shot this guy who was armed with a rifle, who was already firing shots. And again, that story didn't make national news coverage. Uh, it did maybe in a couple of, you know, pro-Second Amendment or conservative circles. But by and large, the mainstream media ignored that story just as they ignore and downplay, I think, many significant armed citizen stories. Uh, meanwhile, you know, violent crime, well, that gets a lot more attention. And the end result is I think viewers have a warped perspective 
of how common defensive gun uses really are. Um, I would say as well, too, you know, the emotional resonance of these stories is really downplayed. Um, not just in that CBS report that I cited earlier, which, again, makes it sound like uh, the woman who was shot wasn't even doing anything wrong, right? Just walking up to a, a, a walking near, maybe approaching a home as opposed to coming down off the roof. A lot when the local news media do cover these stories, again, sometimes it's very basic information. They'll be covering the story, you know, hours after uh, a defensive gun use took place. So there's not a lot of information, but then they don't follow up. Right. So you never or I shouldn't say never, but it, it is incredibly rare that the local media will talk to an armed citizen after the fact, after, you know, police have said, no, we're not going to pursue any charges. This was a justified homicide or a justified use of force. Rarely do we ever hear from those individuals. Now, again, in some cases, maybe they don't want to talk to the media. They don't want to put a spotlight on themselves. But, you know, listen, I did my time in local TV. There are ways around that. You can provide anonymity to that individual. You are the victim of a crime. We're not going to name you. We'll, we'll you know, silhouette you um, so that you, your face can't be seen. We won't use your name. Um, but we want you to tell your story because your story is important. I've had these conversations. I don't think they're happening when it comes to armed citizen stories. I think, again, we have this anti-gun bias that is present in so many newsrooms. And I think it has gotten bad enough that in many cases, the local reporters or the editors or maybe the news director don't want to present any kind of coverage that is sympathetic towards gun owners that highlight defensive gun uses because, again, they're worried that that might lead to more people going out and becoming gun owners themselves. So you see, again, this sort of boilerplate story, uh, not a lot of information, don't even really know if this was a defensive gun use or not. They'll cover it for 15 seconds and then they'll move on. And that story will never get reported again. And you miss out on all of the details that are pretty compelling. Again, the details uh, in this case provided by uh, CW, CWB Chicago and the Chicago police ignored by uh, far too many media outlets in the Windy City itself. Just something to keep an eye on as you're, you know, ingesting the news media these days. There is the explicit bias, right? What they are reporting and how they're reporting it. But there's also the bias by omission. What's not being covered what's not being reported, and all too often, that includes defensive gun uses in this country. Now, let's turn our attention from a self-defense story, although we do have another one that we will report on. Also, some bad local reporting in that uh, upcoming armed citizen story that we'll get to. But before we do that, you know, when you make choices about where to put your hard-earned dollars, you're supporting not only the company that made the product, but the values and the principles of that organization. It's easier to flip a switch against a company when they blatantly conflict with your values. But do you make an effort to do business with companies that support what you believe when you can? Well, do yourself a favor. Give my friends at Defender Ammunition a shot. These guys are veteran-owned and operated. Every person on their staff is military-connected. They are huge supporters of our armed forces, backing causes that are actually making a difference in the lives of those that have served. In fact, the profits from all of their logoed gear goes directly to the veteran-supporting charities that they back. This company is one to support as well. Their ammo top-notch. The customer service is great. One of their shipping department actually writes handwritten thank-you notes to their customers. Give these guys a try. 
They've thrown us a promo code to use to the end of the week. The promo code is Bearing Arms. Good for 5% off your order. Trust me, once you give these guys a try, you won't be going anywhere else. Check them out at DefenderAmmunition.com. All right, so let's turn our attention to today's um, recidivist report. We'll start there, and then we'll uh, get to our second self-defense story of the day before we get to our uh, closings out with our good deed. So today's recidivist report comes from Akron, Ohio. And this isn't a case, it sounds like, of a light-on-crime prosecutor, maybe a soft-on-crime judge. Akron man gets probation for robbery, despite both prosecutors and defense attorneys asking for prison time. That's right. This was such a sweetheart plea deal or a sentencing agreement that the defense attorneys didn't even think they'd get something like this. They, They were asking for the minimum amount of prison time, but the judge in this case went even further. According to Summit County Prosecutor uh, Sherry Bevan Walsh, 21-year-old Javon Rankin, or Javion Rankin, got a sentence of probation after pleading no contest armed robbery, despite the state asking for a maximum sentence of seven to ten and a half years behind bars. His own attorneys have requested a minimum sentence of two to three years in prison, but Judge Mary Margaret Rollins said, nah, let's just do probation instead. Uh, and we don't know why, by the way. She's not saying, of course not saying. WKYC in Cleveland reports that the case dates back to December of 2020 when the then 19-year-old attempted to steal a purse from a 60-year-old woman, kicking and dragging her. Uh, his DNA was found on a mask left at the scene. The woman eventually went to the emergency room. She testified this week that she remained scared for her well-being after the attack. Ranga didn't contest the charge. Uh, And the judge treated that as a guilty conviction on the second-degree felony offense. According to WKYC, prosecutors did not share what reasoning the judge gave for her sentence. But this is not the first time that Javion Rankin has been in court. In fact, I think it's not even the first time that he's been before this judge. According to WKYC, he is also charged with aggravated murder in an unrelated shooting in 2020. Rankin had been being held in the Summit County Jail in that case, but last month was released in order to be placed under house arrest with a GPS monitoring device. That's right. So now you have a man convicted of a violent felony, excuse me, who pled guilty to a violent felony, who is awaiting a charge, a a trial for aggravated murder, (laughs) and he's now wandering around with a GPS ankle monitor. Which does nothing, by the way. We know this, right? They can cut off the ankle monitors. Maybe an alert is sent out. Maybe not. They can violate the terms of their probation. And maybe there are consequences after the fact. Probably not. Uh, Judge Rollins also overseeing the murder case. Yeah. And the uh, Akron Beacon Journal quoted her as saying that she had, quote, no option but to release him on his own recognizance after prosecutors appealed one of her rulings. Rankin's trial had been expected to start back in uh, June to Rollins throw out evidence that tracked Rankin's location through his smartphone. So the same judge, and again, this is just so inexplicable to me, the same judge that says, all right, listen, I'm going to have to release you on GPS monitoring, even though you're charged with aggravated murder because uh, we might have some evidentiary issues here. Then goes on when he shows up in her courtroom just a couple of weeks later does not contest the violent mugging and robbery of a 60-year-old woman. And she then departs from sentencing guidelines to give this guy probation. Now, listen, 
Um, this 21-year-old suspect uh, has not been convicted of murder. Javion Rankin is accused of murder. In this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. I get that. But he's also pled guilty to another crime here. Uh, and with that murder charge hanging over his head, a guilty plea to another violent offense. Again, I'm just still struggling to figure out why the judge would depart in such a dramatic fashion from what even the defense attorneys had been asking for and sentence uh, this 21-year-old to probation instead of prison. Hopefully, we'll get more information in the days coming forward. I kind of doubt it, but uh, we will definitely keep our eyes on uh, any updates coming out of Akron. Now, today's uh, second armed citizen story from the Houston, Texas area. And again, I have issues with this headline. Man shot after attempting to steal car in North Harris County, Sheriff says. Here's a better headline. Man shot after pulling gun on car owner while attempting to steal it. All right. Maybe that's a little lengthy, but far more accurate here. Leaves out uh, the the headline from uh, KHOU in Houston kind of leaves out some pertinent information. Right. Man shot after attempting to steal a car in North Harris County. Well, the story itself actually acknowledges the fact that um, Thursday night around 815, uh, Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez uh, reported that the attempted robber was confronted by the car owner in the process of the robbery. That's when the attempted robber pulled out a gun and shot at the car owner. That's right. So the would-be car thief fired first, according to police. The car owner also had a gun and fired back at the attempted robber, hitting him. Suspect taken to a hospital in an uh, unknown condition. No other details given. It's an ongoing investigation. Uh, so, again, not a lot of information here, but enough information that KHOU could have said that the car burglar was shot after shooting at his intended victim. Instead, again, man shot after attempting to steal a car in North Harris County. Why, well, that makes it just seem like some guy you know, started banging away when he uh, saw someone maybe breaking into his car, which, again, not the case, according to uh, the uh, police there in Harris County, Texas. Again, just a reminder, you got to read beyond the headlines, and um, it's always good to find a second, maybe even a third source for these defensive gun use stories, but you can't help but wonder what stories just aren't being reported at all that we'll never know about. Well, we're going to do our best to uh, uncover these armed citizen stories for you. And we will bring them to you on each and every edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. The next time we'll be speaking will be Monday. I hope you have a great weekend. In the meantime, I am looking forward to uh, getting out and uh, shooting some clays, which we were doing a little bit earlier in the day. But uh, you know what? I'll hang out with my friends. I will brave the uh, mid-July Virginia summer and in the 80% humidity and the 90-degree temperatures, and I'm going to have a good time. So hope you have a great weekend as well. We'll see you back here on Monday. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free. <laughs>